is up, everybody? Welcome to the pre-party, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Jay Cal, and this is a Doobie Tuesday. Doobie Tuesday? Yeah, because we are sponsored by Doobie. Dubby? It's Dubby. I said it wrong. Oh, wait. Now we're going to lose our sponsorship. Dubby is an energy drink that I very much enjoy, and here's a little bit more about it. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. We're drinking Debbie today, too. We'll be drinking Debbie every day. But that doesn't mean I don't still enjoy a sparkling ice, a carbonated, non-caffeine, no-sugar beverage, in case they want to sponsor us as well. Hey, uh, it is Tuesday. It's the hour before power. And what's some? What's going on? What in the world is going on in the world of professional wrestling more? So what's going on in the NWA? As our good friend in the chat, Dodie, Dodie, Dodie has been a super fan of the National Wrestling Alliance, and Dodie has kind of hinted at something over the years, and that is there's a five-year window. And every five years, something tends to change for the National Wrestling Alliance, some sort of big shakeup. And we can go all the way back to when the WWF was invaded by Jim Cornette and the National Wrestling Alliance. They brought in Jeff Jarrett. They brought in the Rock and Roll Express, Howard Brody. Dennis Corluzzo, you guys might remember that happened at the end of 1997, right around the beginning of 1998. Five years later, Impact would jump into the screens. We would have TNA Wrestling, total nonstop action. It's a little bit less than five years, but you get the point. And for five years, the NWA had an exclusive agreement with Impact Wrestling, Wrestling, TNA Wrestling, to license its titles and likenesses. So over the course of that five-year period when we saw champions like AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett and Rhino and Raven and Christian Cage and and, and all of that, that was a five-year window where the TNA wrestling basically controlled the NWA world titles. Sting, can't forget Sting. Then five years after that, that's what we call the the Bob Trobich era of the NWA. That's when the territory system really kind of kicked off with promoters like Dave Marquez, Ken Taylor, Mike Porter, uh, Fred Rubenstein. Uh, there was a, a era of kind of good feelings, or maybe there weren't such good feelings, where you had NWA promotions working together. You had promotions in the Southwest. You had promotions in California. The NWA was very visible on television with NWA Saw, NWA Mountain State, NWA on Fire, and, of course, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. There's a lot of positive in that time. Then, of course, there was a shakeup, the lawsuit. Lawsuit? Lawsuit. And Bruce Tharp takes over the NWA. And at that point, the NWA is consolidated into uh, one ownership. Up until that point, it was owned by many different members. At this point, now it was owned by one company, International Wrestling Corporation, which, of course, was owned by Bruce Tharp. He had two partners, jettisoned them out the way uh, for a short time they were working with new japan pro wrestling so in that five-year window they had some peaks and valleys as well 
At the end of the five years, though, things got really shaky for the National Wrestling Alliance, and it had to lean on uh, some smaller wrestling promotions. Things weren't looking well. Bruce was looking to sell. Hell, he wanted to sell the WWE. He wanted to sell the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. A lot of offers were made, but Billy Corgan was the winning bid. Billy Corgan was the one that came in and purchased the NWA. And for the first two years of his ownership, had to explain what he bought and what he had. And during that time, on the backs of Tim Storm and Nick Aldis, Billy Corgan built his vision of what the National Wrestling Alliance would be. That drive for for the 10 pounds of gold, the showcase of Tim Storm, bringing Tim Storm to the American forefront, to a national audience, is really what helped drive the early days of Billy Corgan's vision of the NWA. And of course, it was on December 9th, 2017, when Nick Aldis would become world's heavyweight champion in CZW, and everything changed. He would go on the Aldis crusade, taking the title to the United Kingdom, taking the title all across the United States, including Hollywood, California, a place where the title kind of disappeared from five years earlier. We would see the world's heavyweight champion defend in China. He would defend in Australia. And he would be part of one of the biggest matches in independent pro wrestling of that year. And I'm talking about all in. Of course, Nick Aldis lost to Cody Rhodes. But after about a month, regained that title at the NWA 70th anniversary show. And again, went right back onto that horse, defending the title with, within the confines of championship wrestling from Hollywood, Ring of Honor. And again, in the Northeast, the Northwest, the Southeast, the Southwest, and all points in between, Nick Aldis was a traveling champion. The NWA was building its legacy on the work that Nick Aldis had put in for the National Wrestling Alliance. The NWA, the 10 pounds of gold, all of it, was being built on the backs of what Dave Marquez, Dave Lagana, Nick Aldis, and William Patrick Corgan, the brain trust of the NWA at the time, had put into it. Uh, it wouldn't be long before the NWA would have its next pay-per-view. Of course, uh, we had Crockett Cup 2019. We also, oh, excuse me, I also forgot the pay-per-view, uh, the New Year's Retribution pay-per-view, also earlier in 2019. Uh, that would lead to the debut of Power, which was kicked off in October of 2019. Again, on the same feud, on the same back of Tim Storm and Nick Aldis. And this would usher in a new a bevy of talents to the National Wrestling Alliance, none of which would be uh, strictly business. We would see um, Nick Aldis surround himself with championship material, having um, the uh, wild cards who are the tag team champions join him along with Camille as the most dominant faction in the NWA. But slowly and, and probably hastily uh, because of COVID, the NWA came to a halt. The pandemic slowed down everything. It stopped. The NWA nearly was extinct. Uh, talents were getting out of their contracts to go pursue other opportunities. Uh, the NWA uh, did not produce any original content during this time. They, I mean, we did have Carnyland, but of course, uh, some circumstances outside of the NWA put an end to that as well. Towards the end of the year, the NWA presented Shockwave, which was just a a, a reconfigured, uh, different 
different approach to what United Wrestling Network and Primetime Live had put out a few months prior. These matches were available on YouTube and featured, again, our world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. But once power returned, the the NWA momentum had changed. No longer was that 10 pounds of gold uh, touring this country of ours. It was no longer uh, having international defenses. And Nick Aldis's spot within the company changed. Because although he was the ambassador for the world's heavyweight championship and the ambassador for the NWA after a, a, a meteoric rise by defeating the likes of Trevor Murdoch and defeating the likes of Aaron Stevens. Uh, he would go on to finally lose the 10 pounds of gold to Trevor Murdoch at the NWA 73rd anniversary show. Now, all this true to his words that he would step aside and allow Trevor Murdoch to run with the title, which he did. And all of that changed the minute Matt Cardona walked in the building. Nick Aldis, as your world's heavyweight champion, again, was world's champion for over a thousand days. Something that hasn't been replicated since probably won't ever be again. But when Matt Cardona came in and defeated Trevor Murdoch for that 10 pounds of gold, it was Aldis's mission to, to regain that spotlight, to recapture what rightfully he thought was his, and to, to, to gain that... 10 pounds of gold yet once again. But some chicanery at the Crockett Cup 2022 prevented him from winning that title. And as reported earlier today on Busted Open Radio, Billy Corgan flat out mentioned that the two, Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan, were working a a angle where, you know, uh, well, they worked themselves into a shoot, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Uh, there was some, some bad blood, some animosity that was supposed to be just part of a work. We were just all supposed to be confused, and, and there was going to be some sort of storyline involved with it. So much so that Nick Aldis was pulled out of the world title match at uh, the NWA 74th anniversary show. And there it was. We called it here on this podcast. We said it right there. Guys, don't Get yourself worked into a shoot. He did. The whole idea of the boss versus the champ or the boss versus the, the guy, I mean, has been done to death for years. I mean, we saw it with, uh, obviously, the, the most well use of that was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon in the WWE during the Attitude Era. But since then, it's not ever been a good idea to work the boys and, 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 and have that worked animosity between the talent and the front office it just doesn't ever work and it failed to work again um it was reported by pro wrestling insider and some of you who've subscribed to nick aldis's uh instagram account saw this news firsthand that uh he had opted to not re-sign with the nwa it was nick aldis's option to not come back he made that choice. Nick Aldis decided it was time to move on. The NWA understood this. At that point, we're still um, going to ha- allow him to fulfill his obligations. Uh, he was still scheduled to be at Hard Times 3. And, of course, the next night uh, at the uh, Revolution, ret- uh, uh, the Power Trip taping. Sorry, I forgot the name of the show. Um, but then, uh, as it were to happen, all this continued to 
discuss why he made that decision and he made those uh, very private information very public, sharing it on Twitter and Instagram. And well, sounds like uh, Nick Aldis was very unhappy with his position with the NWA. So much so that Billy Corgan has sent him home. He will not be at Hard Times 3. He will not be uh, appearing the next night. Um, now, Billy Corgan, again, on Busted Open Radio, said this is 100% not a work. This is a total shoot. And that uh, they they will not be able to come to some sort of agreement. That Nick Aldis is sitting home getting paid. He has 55 days left on his contract. He will be a free agent at the end of January 1. Which begs the question, man, what the hell happened? Where did this all go wrong? This relationship between William Patrick Corrigan and Nick Aldis was basically the fundamentals of what built this version of the NWA. Like, make no mistake about it, uh, there could have been other people in the same position that Nick Aldis was in. In fact, Nick Aldis wasn't the first choice, wasn't the second choice. I don't even think he was the third choice. But when he got the ball, God damn, did he run with it. Did he not take the title to the United Kingdom? Sure, it was David Marquez that put him on a plane to China, but you had to show up. You couldn't have just been a, a, a haircut and wrestling tights and get over. Nick Aldis got over in China in a market that did not understand pro wrestling and a market that didn't even understand English. Nick Aldis was able to get over. Nick Aldis put in the work. And it's, it's, I know if you're watching this podcast and you haven't been here for a while, or, or maybe you are a regular, you might be confused right now because why is Jake Cal saying so many positive things about Nick Aldis? Well, truth be told, I enjoyed Nick Aldis as world's heavyweight champion. Truth be told, Nick Aldis in his first run as world's heavyweight champion might be one of the greatest runs with the 10 pounds of gold we've ever seen. But let's not fool ourselves into thinking that he did this all on his own. Yes, Nick Aldis developed the right relationships. Hell, you don't get onto a House of Hardcore tour in Australia without having the right connections. Tommy Dreamer is a huge Nick Aldis fan. He put him on those shows because not just because he was the world's heavyweight champion, because he was Nick Aldis. That matchup between Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis could have been a stinker at all in. It could have sucked, right? Nick Aldis knew he was going to to do the job to Cody. He knew he was dropping the belt to a son of a former world's heavyweight champion. We knew that was going to happen. That was was the the roadmap to all in, was that Cody was going to win the title and do what his dad did. Aldis went out there and worked his ass off. Aldis went out there and made Cody look like a million bucks. Did he have to? I don't think so. He went out there to prove a point. And when that title came back on Nick Aldis, damn, I was there. I was there in in, uh, Nashville at the fairgrounds, in the old fairgrounds arena. The crowd loved it. And as much as that audience was there for Cody, they were there for Nick too. Nick Aldis carried the NWA on its back for a very long time for at least two years straight. But once the NWA got to power, and once the NWA started producing television, what they needed from their World's Heavyweight Championship changed. 
What they needed from their world's heavyweight champion was different. And although Nick Aldis was great at getting the NWA to the dance, I don't know that Nick Aldis was the guy to continue to take him there. A lot of us, not just J-Cow, a lot of the fans on the Alliance blog, a lot of the guys who watch this podcast every Thursday night and every Tuesday had some Nick Aldis fatigue. And I got to be honest with you, it's been refreshing to see Nick Aldis not in the title hunt. And I was very much looking forward to seeing what Nick Aldis and Odinson were going to bring to the table at hard times three. But evidently, that's not going to happen. The divorce between Nick Aldis and the NWA will have repercussions for everyone. Not just Billy Corgan, not just the National Wrestling Alliance, not just Nick Aldis, but us as fans too. We're going to be deprived of one of the best athletes to lace them up. Nick Aldis is a phenomenal pro wrestler. Send that to the dirt sheets. Jake Howe put over Nick Aldis. We're going to lose a very great talent. But that means somebody else is going to gain. And I'm super excited to see what's next for Nick Aldis. Because even though he called me a ham sandwich jabroni, that guy's a star. And now I don't know if he's going to show up in AEW. In fact, I can almost bet you he won't. He might show up in the WWE. That would be interesting. But there's some bad blood there too, isn't there? So what are his options? Impact? MLW? Is that really the best place for a former World Heavyweight Champion? Hell, maybe Nick Aldis decides to go on his own. Maybe he becomes that ambassador to the... uh, uh, um, rest, the Polish wrestling promotion he appeared at last year. Maybe he has plans to, to go back to pro wrestling Noah. I don't know what's next for Nick Aldis, but I'm, I'm excited and I'm sitting here with bated breath to see what's next for Nick Aldis. But also, I want to say this. The NWA doesn't need Nick Aldis. And every... Everybody who posts about how the, the NWA is now going to die because Nick Aldis is gone. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. It is not. Okay, guys? It's not. Nick Aldis wasn't the main event for this pay-per-view, and they've damn near sold out. Nick Aldis is a hell of a talent, but the NWA is thriving. This At this point in time, I have seen more great talent show up in the NWA than any time before. Well, I mean, in the modern era, in the modern era, you've got guys like the Pope who's waiting for his opportunity. He shows up and shows out every single time he's on television, right? Trevor Murdoch's carrying that 10 pounds of gold and we got the best version of Trevor Murdoch we've ever had. You got Matt Cardona who, yes, I know his allegiances aren't 100% NWA and he has other opportunities and other places he needs to go. But while he's here, he's still a threat to the 10 pounds of gold. Lest we not forget the king of uh, Fox News, Tyrus, who's second time at second pay-per-view, he's in the main event. And I'll be the first one to admit, Tyrus shocked me at the 74th anniversary show. He put on a hell of a match with Nicole, uh, with uh, Trevor Murdoch. And we also have EC3. And we have Tom Latimer. And let's not forget the grand slam of them all, Jack Stane. There are so many good 
talented individuals on this roster that the sum is greater than the, the, the single, right? The individual. I know I butchered it. There's so much good talent in the NWA that this is not a death nail at all. Simply a divorce. Sometimes people fall out of love. Sometimes mommy and daddy can't make things work. And sometimes there's the grass is greener elsewhere. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I wanted to see Nick Aldis finish his wrestling career with the NWA. I was hoping that at some point we would see Nick Aldis as world's heavyweight champion once again. And who knows? Time heals all wounds. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of uh, humble pie to be eaten before either Billy Corgan or Nick Aldis will work with each other again. And I guess that's where it's kind of sad, but we've seen it before. Hogan and, and Vince, you know, um, we <laughs> that relationship went south and it, it happened again. Hall and Nash, you know, and I'm talking specifically about the WWE, but there's lots of times where uh, wrestlers have left on bad terms and have come back down the road. And who knows, maybe that's what we'll see. But I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Of course, the NWA wishes Nick Aldis all the best in his future endeavors. And I'm sure Nick Aldis says the same to the NWA. But this is what's exciting about pro wrestling. This is exciting about this era that we're in. What's next for Nick Aldis? We're all just going to have to wait and watch. What's next for the NWA? Start Saturday night. Order your pay-per-view now. Hard Times 3. Headlined by Trevor Murdoch, Tyrus, and Matt Cardona. Co-headlined by Camille, Kylan King, and Chelsea Green. It's going to be a great night. Order your pay-per-view now. We'll see what's up next for Odinson. We'll see what's next for the NWA. But it's an amazing time to be a fan. And although a lot of this stuff that I would consider background information that isn't necessarily for us to be aware of, isn't necessarily enough for us to know about is being show showcased and shared on social media. That's, that's kind of one. that's the bad part of a divorce. Sometimes it gets ugly. You know, maybe there'll be a reconciliation at some point down the road. We'll, we'll have to just wait and see, but uh, all I can say is stay tuned. Thanks for checking out the pre-party, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. You should hit that subscribe button and join our community. I also want to remind you that we recap NWA Power every Thursday, 8 p.m. in the live stream. We try to stay social, so find us at the Alliance blog. And until next time, we are the Alliance.